Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello. Hell then. Abent. Wherever you are in the world. It's a new week. Here on the RGM podcast with me, Carl Maloney. How are you doing, Yanni? Nice one. Got a cat wanting attention. You know what they're like. Fernando wants me to rub its face. So Fernando gets a face rub. Sorry, guys. I'll be with you in a minute. <clears throat> there you go, Fernando sorted. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to a brand new podcast, ladies and gentlemen. How are we all? Yeah, last week's podcast with the amazing Wenatchee, Liam. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. All the new people that are... Uh, there's a nice little trend going on. It is the, the the readership is going up slightly every week. So if you're new to this podcast, thanks for tuning in. Stick around. See all the latest news on our Twitter page at RGM Pod. It's all on there. Now it's great, and we really appreciate you tuning in again for another week of chat with me, Carl Maloney, on the RGM Experience Podcast. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, we're with the Rosa Ducks. I had the pleasure of putting these guys on the first ever gig that they played in at the Washington in Sheffield. Four or five years ago, we talk about that. They're selling out the Leadmill now. They've just played with the Leathams at O2 Academy in Sheffield. You know, there's loads of tips from the bands in this podcast all around, you know, how do you get to the next level? They were very kind about what we do at RGM and, you know, bridging the gap of being a brand new band, looking to get experience, looking to get out of town. And without any prompting at all, they started to talk about the pitfalls of things that go on in the music industry. And you know we like talking about that. So, yeah, this podcast's got a lot, a lot of advice in this podcast. They've got wise heads, those lads very wise and it's appreciated you know they're out there hustling working hard and it's paying off for them it's great so nothing much has really gone on in um, well loads has gone on but nothing really to shout about this week it's been a steady busy week of celebrating new music and getting it out there on rgm.press so thanks for if you view, if you attended the website this week thank you So yeah, next week I pre-recorded uh, the website, uh, the podcast for next week. 
because tomorrow, uh, tomorrow is Friday, the Friday before the podcast is coming out, and I'm covering Macclesfield in Oktoberfest, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so I'm going to be busy, and then I'm off to Greece on Monday, so I'm pre-recording next show, and it's with the amazing James Holt, and it's, I've, I've already got the episode in the can, and, and it's, a, it's a beautiful conversation, I'll just put it there. So yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Let's crack on and have a good chat with the Rosa Docs. Nice one. The Rosa Docs, hey, lads. <laughs> all right. Are you all right? All right. I'm all right, lads. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah not bad. Yeah, not bad. It's cold, isn't it? It's freezing. Oh, I know. It's when you just jumped back up for a plane last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm going next week. I fancy a bit of sun myself. I'm bored of this weather. I'm going to Greece next week, aye. Ooh, nice. Going to Greece for a bit. Aye. It looks like it's going to be at mid-20s. Um, it's better but, than here. Cause yeah. It's mid-twos here. Yeah, yeah. So I might, have to, I might have to get the old nipples out and treat myself to a bit of sun next week, lads. Hey, don't forget your piss boo in. <laughs> you what? Sun cream. Oh, oh go in. You know, it's some kind of fancy hat or something like that. I, I, I pretended I knew what you were on about then and just laughed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right then, lads. So, yeah, thanks for joining us today for this podcast. It's been it's been a while, and I've, I'm in a privileged position where I can say I put the Rosa Docs on for the first ever gig back in the Washington. How long ago was that? Creeping up but, five years, yeah, now, isn't it? yeah, four or five years. Oh, four or five years. It sounds longer though because we've obviously not been able to go up for the last two years. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, <Yeah, it's> mental. <laughs> well, th- th- that were a good night, weren't it, down at Washington that night? You know, it were because yeah. uh, we were saying we were saying it was uh, it's crazy because that's like where you start, isn't it? Do you know yeah. what I mean? In, in the little pubs and things like that, and then we've obviously gone on from there yeah. but we never forget it because we always say <laughs> there are about 50, not even 50 pardon, 30 about 30 people there and I'm sure it will most of us families yeah. <laughs> he compares it to win for a Toby Carvery every time we mention yeah. Yeah. about the same amount of people as what these local Toby yeah <laughs> well you know even at that really early stage you still brought down a crowd You, it was it was impressive just like your first gig that yeah I know a lot of friends and family and that kind of stuff were down there but still you, you, you had a lot of support right from the start and that's just grown and grown over the years what what what? How have you done that? How have you built up that crowd so quick? Because you know you're selling out the lead mill these days. <laughs> um, I think I don't know. I think we've been fortunate. We um, we made some good friends early on. Mm. You know, uh, we've been lucky enough to jump on big shows. Uh, we, I mean, we've worked. We really have worked. Uh, we've jumped from venue to venue. We've played mm. everywhere now. You know what I mean? And I think I think something that's important, something that I tell bands at the start is. You know, like networking, you can't underrate how mm. much that is worth there. Just networking with people and speaking to people and becoming friends. Do you know what I mean? If you do a favour for them, they'll do a favour for you. Mm. I think I think just doing that's allowed us to, you know, get a step up. That's definitely a theme. As I'm doing more and more of these podcasts, and I've done, you know, nearly 100 of them, that the main thing, the main tip for people that are, I don't know, if you're in a band and you're struggling to get out of your own city, if you're... If you're looking to make contacts and get out of your city and play festivals or do whatever you what you need to do, you need to do the networking thing, don't you? Yeah. Oh, it's so important. 
I mean, um, recently, me and Joe, um, the, the rest of the lads, it was like a last-minute thing. We got asked at about 12 o'clock, like dinner time. Yeah, and we had to be there for about 6 o'clock, like in Halifax, mm. you know, n- next to the Peace Hall. Mm. Um, we, did a, we did an event with Rick Witter, you know, from uh, Shed 7. Yeah, yeah. I've had him, I've had him on the podcast, lovely guy. Yeah, oh, legend. Yeah, Such a legend. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and we um, we did an acoustic, uh, just like an opener for one of his uh, Q&A events. And from that, the things that we've got just from going to the, the you know what I mean, the event yeah. has been incredible. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure out how it's all happened. Hard work. What is hard work? What do you class as hard work? Just doing grafting, in it really, just grafting, building up your fan base by like word of mouth, and uh, that's yeah. pretty much it. Really. I think uh, leafleting, mm. postering, mm. Um, just getting the word out there any way you can. Yeah, I, I think like the most important thing is you got to think that we're we're still just four normal lads that have got normal day jobs, like nine, not quite, but nine till five day jobs. Yeah. So for us to do the band as well, it's kind of like having do, like two jobs. Is mm. so we we come in from work and like we to to be quite frank you sometimes you you can't be asked but you've got to be asked yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got to believe in your sense and if you want to get you know if you want to get to the top you've got to put that graft in and and sometimes it might mean like especially for me I, I like to sleep me these like get on it but we call like, it we call it Mister Eight Hours yeah <laughs> Eight Hours of Sleep if you come in from work and you and you've got to go a good practice and you've got to have a meet yeah. up and talk about what you're going to be on the next twelve months or whatever it's it's kind of it's it's just what you've got to do at the end of the day yeah I think it's having a high standard for each other as well like we all hold each other to the same thing and yeah. like you're saying it's about turning up and practice even if you don't fancy it and putting hours in behind scenes and then it just translates, I think, organically to what people see. We, we always say it's, it's crazy when people um, ask you what it's like being in a band. They just assume that it's turning up, playing guitar, singing yeah. and then going home. But you don't understand the amount of politics and the amount of planning and arrangements that have to go into actually being in it. It's crazy. And arguing. <laughs> <laughs> That's something we do a lot of. <laughs> Monthly Jeremy Kyle session. Yeah, yeah, that's it. What were your last argument about then? Oh, God. I can't remember, to be honest. <laughs> it might have been his haircut. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Callum <laughs> went full on, full on. We both went full on, full on. Went full folding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly gone. Nearly gone. <laughs> Nearly gone. Got laughed it out of the day, mate. Come on, then. I'm going to stick with it. Come on, what were your last argument? Come on. Last argument? All right. I don't know. Probably something to do with my pedal board. Or I'm <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, That's it. Don't be guitar because your string snapped. Yeah, he, yeah. he absolutely right. loves selling all his best equipment. Right. So I don't, I'm one of them, mate. I just like. <laughs> I've a new gear all the time. I'm like a gear freak. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say well, that. Yeah, right. I'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's keeping Gumtree in business. Yeah, pretty much. You've just got a very short attention span, ain't you, Joe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That as well. <laughs> well why, why do you keep changing stuff then, Joe? No, no, I guess it's just finding me sound as like... Bored, isn't it? Yeah, so that as well. I guess it's like finding me sound though, I'm like... I listen to a band and I'm like, oh my god, that sounds mint. And then right. I come to practice and they're like, it needs to be right for us. Trouble is, he's been listening to like chuffing Slipknot and then he tries yeah. to come and add it into a band. Yeah. <laughs> I won't call it that. Mate. To Slipknot. Different genres. Yeah, yeah. 
So does it, you know, like, like, is that a thing within the band then, you know, experimentation? I'd say with me, yeah, but not really with these. I, I think one of the, I think we're, recently, yeah. it makes us more versatile yeah. because we've got like quite different opinions on different music. Mm. And I think because of that, it makes us diverse because mm. like, obviously he's mod through and through. You can tell by the fringe. Yes. Um, <laughs> like to be fair, I'm, I'm more open to things now, different genres. Joe's actually probably, I'd say you're more heavy, would you say? Yeah, no, like I, I'm probably some catered to a lot of stuff. Yeah, but like, well, I'd say I'd say he's got like the you know the more pop punk and heavier yeah, side yeah, of stuff. Yeah. But I think that brings different guitar structures into songs, and mm. it just makes it interesting, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And you, Callum? And like on experiment, oh, well, I, I like a bit of everything, but on if we experiment on, I would spend three mm. hours on Monday doing about four bars or a song, <laughs> just over and over again because. Two or thought he sounded good, other two weren't sure, and then kept swapping and changing his mind. And yeah, we get a bit too into it, I think, sometimes, and just need to. Me and you were agreeing, Callum. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was. I wrote date in my diary on that one. (laughs) So, what what usually happens if two of you like something and two of you don't then? Because you're an even number. Yeah. If Keelan likes it. Oh, is it Keelan? If we don't like it, then it'll make a difference. Whatever he says. I think we thrash it out and we, we keep at it for a few weeks and then yeah. you kind of naturally see if it works or not. Yeah. I think yeah, on first yeah. day, you can have too strong an opinion. You need to lay a settle a bit and then I think you, have you naturally it, know. You? Yeah. you have to feel it. Once you once you know it well enough to give it some, I think mm. things sort of fall into well, place yeah, just through like your own it. passion towards the song. And then it's not like we'll always like try and rewrite it, obviously to fit the band and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Unless he writes it in about four different time signatures. Yeah, which <laughs> right. happened on Monday, to be fair. <laughs> That's your experimental. That's what he calls experimental. <laughs> well, like, like you know, the, the gig at the Washington happened. You, you started to build up momentum. You started doing other gigs. Um, you started doing... It built up to a stage where you were selling out the lead mill. Over lockdown, you had the self, uh, the you know, the social distance one, didn't you, and all that kind of stuff. You still, still made things happen. Where, where who, who drives the band? Who drives? Who drives the band to make stuff happen? Where, where's that heartbeat come from? Um, I'd I'd say we all bring our own thing to it mm. because I think we've all got sort of. Even though we we work together on everything, I think we've got different ideas as to where we want to take it. Yeah. So it actually takes us in different directions. I mean. Um, one of the biggest projects we've done recently was with the uh, Chesterfield Football Club. Mm. Um, I don't know if you saw that we did. Uh, I did. I know. I know. I know that. Gareth Burrow as well, and he took the photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's great. He's a good friend of ours. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we um, we got asked to go down there and you know advertise the kits and I'm a Chesterfield fan. I know these aren't, but you know, like it were a big deal for me. I've always been a season ticket holder and mm. stuff. So to go in that direction is something that maybe we wouldn't have thought about ourselves. How did that um, happen then? So um, the manager, James Rowe of Chesterfield, literally put it to the club that he'd like to get a, uh, a band involved mm. uh, and do a music video in the stadium. And uh, they basically, I think he'd seen us on Twitter. We'd just released a single uh, Runaway instead. And uh, he saw it, he retweeted it all. And uh, I think he just kept us on mind. And then it, it just happened and it were brilliant, wasn't it? Good day out. Good day out. Did you wear your blade stop there, Adam? 
No, I weren't allowed. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He wore red kit. <laughs> <laughs> he went for a red one. <laughs> <laughs> he went for a white. I'll tell you what, though, we had a really nice, like, really light green teal. Teal, oh, yeah. Oh, we stuck, yeah, we stuck yeah, in right. keeper's kit. <laughs> we couldn't say about, though. Because of the rape catch. Didn't you, did, did Keelan, did you have a child size one? It was too big for you, to be fair. You were too big for him, all no, to be fair, though, I did wear it small, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, it, I, I've done it all the way through my life. I've I've put myself out of my comfort zone and I've always, you know, I, I did stand-up comedy for a year. That's putting myself out of my comfort zone. And, and by doing that, things happen for you. Different, you meet different people and different opportunities arise from getting yourself out of your comfort zone, don't you? So little things like that. You know, it, it it's great to see how, how you know how how much have you felt out of your comfort zone by doing testing these other things. Well, I think I think pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is the only way to sort of find these new things. Yeah, I think anybody anybody will tell you. You know, the first time you do anything is always the most difficult, most scary. I mean, I think we were probably more scared going to play at the Washington than we have been when we played at twenty thousand at Oakwell. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? I think because it's weird. I think. The stuff that you'd expect us to get nervous for, so like I said, the 18,000 at Oakwell or Sporting Sherlock's or Lathams, we don't. Mm. But then doing a music video that's just in front of a set, yeah. we get right stressed out about it. <laughs> I don't know. We, I think we're strange in what we get nervous about and what yeah. we what we done. What we done? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, we went back. So it was was it beginning of lockdown? We did. Uh, we did a, a really intimate gig um, at the Imperial in Mexborough, and. Um, I remember saying that you sort of we walk out in front of three thousand and it's like no nerves no. at all. I walked out in Me- in Mexborough, no way that many there, and we were just mm. all of us yeah, yeah, got yeah. legs shaking. No, I, I think <laughs> what it is is I think we're obviously what smaller gigs you can see everyone there. Can't yeah, what bigger gigs you can't really. They just look like that. Yeah, that's it. You can't <laughs> see everyone's faces, can you? Yeah. you? You mentioned the Oakwell thing as well, so Barnsley Football Club. Is that did you instigate that? You saw who? How did that happen? I'll leave that one, Callum. Callum. So I just, um, I'm a season ticket holder at Barnsley. So we were just on about ways again uh, that we could just do something different. So I just rang them up. I literally rang up and you kind of get passed from switchboard to switchboard yeah. until we got speaking to Andy, who's like head of media and stuff there. And mm. he, he, I sent him music. He liked it, so I played it. Start off with him and he just rang saying, look, we want to do something different. Yeah. Um, do you think you'd be able to play? And we're meant to be on halfway line like a half-time or just before a game or whatever, but ref called it off and we ended up up in one of stands like, yeah. but yeah, just, again, just putting us in our beer and trying to do something different that nobody else has done. Taking the initiative, that's the first thing that, yeah. you know, is when you're in a band now. Is being cheeky. I, th- I think, it, yeah. yeah, being cheeky, yeah. If you have the idea, go for it. It don't matter, you might, like, a hundred no's and one, one yeah mm. means that you're going to be able to do that one thing that, you know, might get you to the next level. So it's it's just another good example of how 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 you're hustling and working hard, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think it's just important to keep it going. Like Carl said, it is literally just being incessant mm. <laughs> and not stopping and just not taking no for an answer with it and just keeping going. And so, we found our you know, phone calls were better than emails. Mm. Yeah, yes, that's definitely. one tip. If there's any young bands listening, that is a good tip. Hundred mm. percent. Work, you, 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 I think we, we, when you're on an email, you can sort of delay an answer. You can and and 
as well as being able to delay an answer and not give a straight answer, you can also give off the wrong impression or something. Mm. So like we could perhaps chat to someone on email and, and maybe, I don't know, a promoter that we never want to work with in like this in Manchester or something. And in, they might come back to us and be like, yeah, uh, possibly, lad, but we haven't really got it on at the minute. And mm. some bands might take that as well. They're not really interested. They don't really want to do it as well. It could just genuinely be that that person is very, very busy at that moment in time and they haven't got time to put any more, you know, upcoming bands on. Mm-hmm. People are busy in their lives. If you just, you know, address them, I think they appreciate it. You you yeah. know that if you're messaging, messaging someone, to get a point across, it might take 10 emails. If you have one phone call and you're on the phone for 10, 20 minutes, you'll get yeah. to the bottom of it just like that. Mm-hmm. You will. I, I, I as, a, as a promoter that receives loads of emails from out of town town bands that want to play where I put gigs on in uh, Manchester and Sheffield, you you do get <laughs> some of the emails that you get are just a bit useless as well. They're, they're a little bit yeah. like, uh, yeah, love love you, love what you do. Can you get me on at your next gig? That's already been. That's already been advertised and it's got a full lineup on it. And some some people are still <laughs> they wanted to get involved with that. I'm just like, well, just think of, think about yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know, yeah. you cheek, you cheeky bastards. That's not that's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's that's stupid. Though, isn't it? in a band. Yeah. You're a part time musician, part time detective. You got to do all your research and get to. You have. It. Re- research. I been, yeah. I was I just going to say research is massive. I think we've been pretty lucky in aspect to like, like me and Cal- Callum's got Callum's got an older head on his shoulders in terms of like he can look at like the greater picture of things. Joe Blessing just kind of goes a long way, but me and Keelan have kind of got a bit of a business head on us mm. in the aspect to like when we're getting in touch with certain people or when we're planning things, we we both had experience uh, of doing things in. Maybe not hands-on directly running, more so Keelan, mm. they're more experienced sort of like running business and things like that. But actually learning and, and knowing, understanding how business works. And at the end of the day, music industry is a business, yeah. same as everything else. Um, and I think a lot, a lot of bands come unstuck, especially from coming ones, is they've got no direction, don't really understand. Yeah. They, oh, sort of, they sort of just think that because they're in a band, they've kind of got a God-given right just to play that gig. And mm. um, I don't think they understand from a from like a business point of view is you kind of got to offer something to that business as well as them offering something to you. Yeah. I so think, I think the, there's a there's a gap in information. Yeah. Because I think these young bands come through and like maybe if they had a bit more guidance, even these promoters that you know sort mm. of say that they're going to guide you know younguns into the next stage. Mm. I think maybe there's a gap in helping them. You know what I mean? Achieve what they want to achieve and the right information because there's a lot of information about out there that's not right that's definitely not worth listening to that's why we've always got time for any band that comes and chats to us like mm. we're 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 nowhere near a massive band i mean some people might think we are but we don't believe that at all and no matter what whether it's a band we, we had a good chat at Lathams the other week and whether it's a band like Lathams or whether it's a band that's literally just starting out and they just want to know how they can advance and progress on from having to just play in front of the, the mum and the dad and the grandma and granddad yeah. Um, to sort of maybe in front of 50 people or 500 or 2,000, whatever. We've always got time for them and we'll we'll say, well, that's what we did, but every band works different. But we'll always offer our offer our advice and opinion because at the end of the day, we've had people do that for us. 
Yeah, we are. So, you know, we're, 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 you give and you give back at the end of the day. Well, on, on this podcast, there's there's an archive where people listening to this can go and have a listen to loads of advice for bands around those subjects you've just mentioned. And me, I'm always going to be uh, a promoter at the level of grassroots. So, so bands pass through the RGM uh, process really quite quick. And I'm quite proud of that because... I, I am there to give bands advice and bands do come to me because I've got a bit of a gob uh, online yeah. and, 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 on, and on this podcast as well. I'm always shout, I'm, I'm always um, discussing people that are ripping bands off and that kind of stuff. Just just the last couple of episodes, I've, it, it's, I've, the subjects, li- listen back to the, the other episodes, I'm not going to go over it again, but we're discussing loads of different pitfalls within the industry where bands are being ripped off. They're, they're being exaggerated to, they're being sold packages that are just unrealistic they're being offered festival slots they're being um working promoters that are going to pay them xyz and they don't end up paying them anywhere near that um there's just loads of pitfalls out there for bands that we're discussing on this podcast so so i'm I'm glad what kind of pitfalls have you seen that we might be able to raise more awareness of um i I was just about to say before before we move on to that is that you you are providing an integral step on that ladder yeah you know i mean it's so important for these bands to have that way in because mm. you got to think that if you have no no idea about the industry, no yeah. idea at all, and you're coming in just like we did, we didn't know anything. Mm. If you've got nobody to guide you, literally, where are you going to be playing? You're going to be playing these sort of further promoters that will rip you off. Mm. You get unless you have a sense of direction, you've no idea where to go. So what you do is provide that. Do you know what I mean? That, that sense of direction. Gap. You you're are. You are. Yeah. Mm. So there's a there's a massive gap between playing in front of five people and the stage that we're at now. And there's probably another gap in the middle of that as well. Yeah. And there's a massive gap for us now to get to the next level. And I think what the industry is missing is people that can bridge them gaps. And obviously mm. people like yourself that you, you know, you're bridging gaps. And like you say yourself, you'll always be at grassroots level. So if we can get, you know, you know, 10 Carmel owners that bridge them gaps in different stages, it'd be great. Get yourself clone, mm. man. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if some people heard you say that out loud, they'd be like, shitting it. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody wants that around. Well, yeah, well, I'd, I'd, I'd class myself as being at the level where uh, where you've just started off as a band. You've probably, you, you know, you've probably done a few gigs and you might want to, you've started to do ticketed gigs as well. You're selling uh, tickets to your friends and your family. You've just started to pick up a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of a following, and you might be doing a venue about eighty to hundred people. So, so that that's where I'm always going to be because that's I ha- the reason. One of the main reasons why I don't want to go bigger than that is that I can't be dealing with agents and that kind of stuff. Just having ten, having uh, ten different messages when I just want one answer. It, it's yeah, just, yeah. I just can't yeah, yeah. I can't be arsed with that. I, I I love seeing the journey of a band and then letting them go and move on into the next part of the industry, which is the bigger promoters, the more national based ones that that can, you know, take them further than what I'd ever you know want to really. Because you know I I know yeah. what well, I know where I specialize and I know where the value is with what we do at RGM and it it matches everything we do at the magazine. It matches everything that I'm trying to do with a band. I've been in bands. I've been there for years. I've been in this industry for fucking too long. And it's just, you know, it's, yeah. Thanks for, you know, mentioning that, that I've never really thought of it that way of like bridging different spots within the industry. And, you know, it's true because um, I mean, in Sheffield alone, that's obviously w- yeah. what we can talk about is you got to think of from the beginning, from like playing the Washington mm. for us, 
it's it's a step in venues. Mm. Uh, so like you said, you sell 50, you know, maybe to your grandma and yeah. a next door neighbour and your dog's vet. Or I do love seeing a grandma and, come to a gig. It's so... Oh, it, you've got to it, it, grandma, I love it. Oh, I've, I've been introduced grandma, to many grandmas. It's brilliant. Joe's grandma, you ought to see her on dance floor. How old is she now? I don't worry if I She's about 82 or something. About 82. I thought, yeah. you, I thought you were going to say like 45 then. Like, no, <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's right, though, isn't it? It's so nice just to, like, you know, I don't know what more I can say about it. You know, grandma's coming to gigs. I've got, I've got, I've got no <laughs> more to say on that. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? <laughs> no, but we're just saying, like, you know, with the venues, it's so yes. like, so you go from that 50 and maybe to then 100 and then 250, yeah. and then 500. But uh, another thing is talking about the, the venues mm. because, obviously, the last year, well, the last two years, yeah. it's so hard on these venues. If they don't exist, there's literally Nowhere, gaps in that bridge. Because yeah. we were lucky, we were lucky enough at the time that when we were sort of starting out, we we went through the Washington, mm. then we moved to um, Rocking yeah. Chair or yeah. Cafe Totem, yeah. and then we went to Leadmill Small Room, and then O2 yeah. Small Room, and then Leadmill blah blah blah, and then all the way up to mm. you know where we are now. Where we are now. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you know I mean, if if there is a gap in that, yeah, it's so difficult. Yeah, well, you, you know, the last time I saw you all in real life was down in tramlines when we, we were just passing yeah, each other, yeah, weren't yeah. we? And I, I think I just interviewed, I don't know if it's the Blinders or the Lathams, and I just come out the and see you. The, the Blinders, it was the, yeah. the first day, when it? was Friday, yeah. And yeah. So, so so how was tramlines for you and actually playing the main well, festival bit? Crazy. Well, is, is that second time we've done that? Yeah. yeah. Second time. Yeah. But, um, second. We, when, we, when we saw you, we just got off from... Uh, shooting a bit for ITV Calendar News. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So we'd uh, we just done the interview there. So that obviously for us, that's crazy. Again, it's all yeah. publicity for us. Again, that's putting you out of your comfort zone, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, this is a fairly like relaxed, casual conversation slash interview that we're having now, yeah. which is good. But then when you're on like actual ITV. TV, the yes. way it's shown up and down the country, it's a bit daunting, really. Formal, isn't it? They make me oh, yeah. look about two foot two. <laughs> I need to carry a step ladder about with me. Too many jokes, too many jokes, too many jokes. I've got too many jokes. Got too many jokes. <laughs> so, so what, what, when you play, because you supported the Lathams recently as well at O2 Sheffield Academy, what what kind of, what conversations were you having with the lads? And you mentioned earlier that you were, that you're having a good chat with them. What, what came out of the chat? I don't mean like personal um, things. I just mean like industry things, things, you know. What, yeah. Well, the, first and foremost, they are the soundest lads. They you are, know yeah. what I mean? Um, you, you expect sometimes, because obviously they've got the real hype at the moment. They mm. are like flying, yeah. doing really well. They, they deserve it. Yeah. yeah, they're the ones at the moment. Mm. Um, and I don't know, I guess I guess you expect them to maybe have a chip on the shoulders, but them lads, mm. not at all. They just sound as anything. I mean, I like Callum talk about this because I think Cal spends about half an hour in dressing room with them. So, mm. go on, mate. Tell yeah, us all so, about it. Um, obviously, I'm really bad with people's names, but Singer does three or four songs on his own. Mm. And I'd just come out of the toilet, like, getting stuff ready and had to get off. And other three lads came off and they just come into dressing room and just. But just it just shocked me to start off with how like normal mm. they appeared like Keel and just said yeah expect maybe a bit of something different a bit of chip or whatever but yeah they, they were just talking about when they were at our stage and I think they said when they first got the management they were like playing gigs for like two hours at a time mm. and they were like obviously told that's not what it's not quite what you do is it, at this stage and and just just what do you mean by playing gigs really for two hours? 
So like they'd get up and play for like two hours straight. Oh, okay. Just like a rehearsal, like, like a long rehearsal thing. Like like it's a gig, like it's yeah. a gig where like headline gig would be like they'd oh, play right. for two hours or something like that. Oh, okay. And management was saying like it's rolling stones, isn't it? They get up and <laughs> play for two hours and don't get oh. down, not quite yeah. before you've got there and and just conversations like that. I think that's some of the like we struggle with sometimes. We've got God knows how many songs, 50 songs we could probably put in a set list. Mm. But it's just them conversations, isn't it, where you can have too many songs and you need to reel them down and those aim, but that affects them already. And it affects us. And it, it just, it puts into perspective, really, that no matter where you are, you're going to have them same problems and that same kind of, mm. I don't know, them same conversations happening no matter what stage you're at. And that was quite yeah. nice to nice see if it don't change just because you're selling out academies all mm. of it. It's still going to be arguing about which songs you're putting in set and what order you do them <laughs> in and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I interviewed him at Tramlines just so laid back. It was like, I don't know. I, don't yeah. know, I, 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 I still can't put my finger on. They're living green, really, aren't they? When yeah. It, it must be pretty crazy. It's as crazy as for us to see it and mm. be amazed by it. They must be feeling exactly the same. Yeah. Just, just thought yeah. it's kind of they've worked for it, but it has kind of happened overnight, and it's uh, yeah. like they've just got massive. And I, me personally, I, I quite actually don't. I don't actually know how I'd be able to deal with that. Like mm. it's a bit until you're in that position, I probably don't know how I deal with it. But them lads have just dealt with it like well, just like well, I, I'm. Like we do going into work every day to work nine mile five or whatever. It's just a job in them, I think. They were just really grateful they they got signed obviously just before lockdown. Mm. So that kinda secured their spot, like on a pause type thing until after yeah. it was said like two weeks later, everything shit had fanned in it, so you don't really know where mm. you would have been. So it's that kinda you're always looking out for that little bit of luck as well, aren't you, I think, as a band. Yeah, I, I was talking to uh, Scott, the guitarist, over a pot noodle actually, and uh, he uh, he said he said um, that when they hit number one, I think well, I think he's as flabbergasted as everybody else is. Yeah. I think it's just sort of been sprung upon him, and it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, good, good work. Lads. They did get over yeah. to me, but the like the planning of mm. stuff. So they mm. said that album, they got advice obviously from everybody, but they had a plan to how they'd try and get it to number one. And I think that is some of the, we've always tried to do ourselves in it. Like right now we know roughly what we want to be doing in like six months time. Mm. And I think that's probably a key piece of advice I'd give to anybody. They just try and have an idea where you want it to go. You'll end up going on twists and turns and not get mm. A to B like you thought you were going to be. Have a rough idea of where like in next six months you're going to try and try and be. What can, what can you tell us about what's coming up for the Rosa Dogs then? What are you allowed to talk uh, so, about? So, yeah, we're, we're really busy actually. Um, <laughs> but we've, we've it's sort of a bit of a secret at the moment, but it, it, over the next few days we're going to be... What we um, can talk about yeah. is obviously we've got us next, we've got us next two, last two singles that yeah. are going to complete as EP coming out. Yeah, that's uh, the first thing. With videos as... <laughs> Using as 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 videographer as normal, Harrison at, at Fletcher Films. Yeah, amazing videos. You, you're doing. You, you're working really hard at the videos as well, aren't you? That's that's one big thing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're well, really that's, that's one thing that we've really, really tried to improve upon. We've mm. sort of, if you think about it, as like when we started, and then the next stage up, 
Mm. The the thing that we said that was really key is sort of the visuals because yeah. you know nowadays people just flicking through the phones. Yeah. But you're not gonna I just don't think you're gonna grab someone's attention with a nice piece of artwork. Even the art, even the advert you did for Leadmill when you're phoning round old lads. That, yeah, that, yeah. That came across really well when I saw that. It made me want to buy a ticket straight away. I'm like, I might ask them what yeah. they <laughs> It's just about being different. I mean, obviously, yeah, so another, another Yorkshire band that's doing that is, you know, the ratings. Ratings, yeah. Um, I mean, their, their uh, videos, everything, it's very, very inventive. Mm. And I, I mean, it's not, obviously, we're not reinventing the wheel as such, but yeah. just being different, just trying to be, you know what I mean, more than just your local band or something like that. Putting in more effort than you probably need to. Like, yes. We didn't need to yes. have a video to announce Leadmill, but we just did it because right, it was something slightly different. Putting yeah, 100% Joe. And... What, what, what I will say, we've got quite, a, we tend to surround ourselves with people that want the same as us, but in their field of expertise. So like Harrison wants the best of the best. So we'll go to Harrison with an idea for a music video. And he'll come back and he's like, I like it, lad, but he's quite he's quite obsessive in the fact that he wants it to be absolutely spot on perfect. Mm. And obviously we do as well. So by surrounding ourselves it's with about people building your team, building like your team. that, we've got a we've got a quite a team of like minded people behind mm. us. They're not major players in the industry, but they they want the same thing as us. Yeah. And yeah. they are really good at what we all do. And I think that's a key thing as well. You, you've got to You've got to surround yourself with the people that want the same thing as what you want. Exactly. I mean, uh, like you just mentioned, Harrison, he's like, he, he's not willing to let anything go. It's got to be perfect. Yeah. And that is his art. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. as we wouldn't release a subpar song, he wouldn't release a subpar video. And the same goes, yeah. um, we work with uh, producer Gavin Monaghan uh, yeah. down at Magic Garden Studio. I've, I've had him on the uh, podcast he, as well. Yeah, well, yeah. incredible, yeah. incredible at what he does. So, so again, it's that perfection. It's about it's got to be above and beyond what you need to do into yeah. you know the realms of what you want it to be. It's got to be. And Keelan, you were just about to say something, and Adam stopped you. Go on, what were you going to say about what's coming out? Forgot that. Totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> My brain was talking about. <laughs> no, lads. Honestly, it's it's a, a, a really appreciate you spending your time with us on the podcast today. I'm looking forward to finding out what's coming out of the next six months and seeing what the plan is. And and just from me again, you know, I'll see I'll see you soon. And I just wish you all the best. Nice one. Yeah, wish you the best too, man. Take care. Thank you. Cheers, lads. Cheers, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks to Keelan, Adam, Joe, and Callum joining us over Zoom. Thanks, Rosadox guys. Told you, they've got their head screwed on. Loads of tips for you. Pitfalls of the industry. Um, it's what this podcast is all about, experiences. And particularly at grassroots level, where, level, I can't speak, at grassroots where I like chilling out. It's great down here. But yeah, you can also get the video version of the podcast. This premieres on Wednesday, 6pm. So you can watch us as well, record the Zoom call there, so you can tune in and have a little nosy of our faces. Keep in touch on Twitter, at RGM Pod. And next week, as I mentioned in the introduction, that we've got the amazing James Holt, and we have a really nice, nearly hour-long chat about loads of things. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'll just tease it by saying... It was very enjoyable, and I really think you'll enjoy listening to it too. So, yeah. 
I'm going to Greece now, so I'll see you in a week or so. I need to chill out. We're going to have another podcast as well. As we are recording a special of uh, Macclesfield in October, where I'm hoping to and you know, speak to Space, Lottery Winners, Johnny Brown, Cabbage, My Lad Sinclair, Peter Hook and the Lights, The Pagans. I've got a weekend of music ahead of me before I go to Greece, and I can't wait. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Carl Maloney, the host of this podcast. Really appreciate your time tuning in. And I will see you next week. Thanks, guys. There's plenty coming up. Stay tuned. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.